Hello to you and welcome to the Triple F Lady Podcast, where we'll be talking about how family finance and faith has an impact on us women and how to navigate the tree. My name is Mercy and I'll be co-anchoring with Dalakwa Sanusi Ola, who is a wife and a mother of three. A SEMA chartered accountant with over 17 years of experience and a God-fearing woman in ministry who has coached and mentored several ladies over the past 12 years. Hello, how are you? How's everything going? Good, good. How are you? I'm good too. I'm good. Do you have any news for us? <laughs> I walk, 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 walk. <laughs> any news apart from work? Actually, it will still be work. <laughs> wow. No, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm trying to kind of like revamp my personal website, like my website. So it's been. Okay. I didn't think it was going to be this much work. So I'm oh, trying no, to websites. move. Yeah, right, websites. Right. And then mm-hmm. I'm trying to move all my courses to become like digital products. So I think it's, I underestimated how much work would be involved or how much um, effort. Yeah. <laughs> energy. Effort and energy on my own path, even though mm-hmm. I have like people working on it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, we're getting there. Um, yeah. Hopefully, by this weekend. Okay. It should be. I'm hoping it will be up and running by this weekend. Um, yeah. Even if everything is not on there, but I would have like a working website by this weekend. Okay, that's good. We're excited. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it looks different from the old one. So. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. 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 Now we're definitely excited. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just there's so much because if you're trying to like um um what's the word now you're trying to um like host courses you um what you went for from a website point of view might not really be able to host the cost depending on how you want it to be so I'm trying mm-hmm. to make sure that it's as automated as like the user experience is as smooth as it can be because I'm very big on user experience so um me too for sure. Yeah, it just means that um, things that I didn't think through, that we didn't think through before, what we thought would work, looks like that would work um, from a user. And they work around, but I'm not quite comfortable with the work. Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully this weekend it'll all be sorted. I'm giving myself a target that it has to be up and running by the end of next week, whichever way, but we'll see anyway. Okay, that's fine. So then we have an interesting topic for today. Yay. <laughs> I hope you're this excited to ask the questions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to be talking about visualizing your wins as a motivational tool. So visualizing your wins as a motivational tool. And I know you're very big on this because I don't know. I think it was the start of the year. I don't know. Did we talk about my vision board together? We talked about your vision board together. And I talked about okay, you having yeah. a victory board as well, where you oh, yeah. kind yeah. of... So we were talking about, I was saying, oh, that people write down their vision, write what they want to achieve. And mm-hmm. a lot of times your vision board is 
where you see yourself getting to but then there's mm-hmm. a process and for me along the process there are least little wins that happen yeah. before you get to your final destination depending on what's on your um your vision board and it's always mm-hmm. good to remind yourself of what you've achieved along the process before you get to your final destination so yeah. i'm always a big believer of like um having like a victory board because that also helps me to look ahead in terms okay if i was able to achieve x y and z then i can actually achieve something else so mm-hmm. yeah because i know we talked about that um and when we're working together yeah yeah so basically that's just an like an example of you to understand how much of a visualizer delacroix is and like she said herself she's very big on you know the achievements board which i think it's not really like a well known board in comparison to the vision board but i think it's really good and it's really important and um, just because i feel like in this day and age we kind of tend to overlook our achievements um and i know delapa you can definitely agree with me on that one um like this is you know the second half of the year and like i bet there's so many things we've all personally achieved but like we can only remember like the major ones but we do forget the small ones and it'll be good to you know jot it down so then like when next year comes you can just reflect and just remember like all your blessings true and whatnot true true yes um and i think because we're very much focused on the end on the destination on where we want to get to we always forget the things that we achieve along the way but one of the things that i try and encourage the people that i work with is the fact that that end point is actually an accumulation of little of little victories yeah yes the way little failures and little victories along the way and we tend Mm -hmm. to remember the little failures along the way but we never Mm -hmm. tend to remember the the little victories along the way uh, depending on how you classify your victories really and i find that failures no matter how they no matter how little they are people tend to give them a lot of focus yeah and make them look bigger than they actually are and i think if you can actually do that then you should do the same thing for your victories as well definitely yes yes for sure so can you give us an example of a time where visualization has worked for you so we're expecting like a super big story of like a <laughs> miracle or something i'm joking no pressure but <laughs> you can give us one example a few examples just as your spirit leads hey i think it's gonna be as your spirit leads um for real um I've always practiced visualization because I've always found that I need to motivate motivate myself mm-hmm. along the way to all my like victories. Um, let's put it that way. Actually, so, hold on. We're going to pause for a second because I just realized we're diving into visualization and we haven't actually explained what your form of visualization is. Is it that like you picture it in your mind or you get pictures and you stick it on a wall? Like what is visualization for you actually? So for me, it's a combination of a couple of things. So okay. um, for visualization is one, you could get pictures and stick it on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two, I also tend to like, um, if I cross maybe an artist or I watch a YouTube video, about someone that achieved something that I'm looking yeah. to achieve or has been through like a similar journey that I'm going through. I also, yeah. I can always go back and 
maybe listen mm-hmm. to that video, listen to that podcast, or um, Google that person's story and kind of follow that person's um, journey. Then also, the, I suppose the most powerful one for me in my mind, being able to see where yeah. I actually see myself being. So mm-hmm. I would spend time, like days, meditating upon where I actually see myself being. Yeah. And also, as much as I can, map the journey in my head first of all okay so it goes okay. from my mind into my heart and then i also now write it down to say okay this is where i see myself so you're being intentional about being it intentional about it so in terms of it going into my mind um um i mind map a lot so being in my mind so i know that okay sometimes if i am not where um my journal is where i've written it down because it has become part of me because already in my heart I can actually see it. So sometimes when I even face like difficulties, I would pause and just shut my eyes for a few seconds and bring that picture back to mind because it has to become part and parcel of me. And it's very funny because visualization really is like fate to me as a Christian. Oh, yeah. The Bible says mm-hmm. that fate is what? The what? Substance of things not seen. And that's what visualization really is, to be honest. It's being able to see where you want to be before you actually start on that journey. And as you go on that journey, when you get demotivated, when you um, face obstacles, when you face failures, it's being able to picture that destination um, of where you're going mind. Or if you have pictures on your wall, I see pictures on my wall, and um, pictures in my, like, like uh, clippings, sorry um in my journal as well so that kind of helps and it's something i'm also kind of like teaching my daughter to do as well to begin to see pictures in her mind of where she wants to be but i think the way it kind of works for her is finding people that she can relate with so she wants to be well she's very big on like the entertainment industry so she follows people like zendaya people like um trinity stokes and like marcy martins so she can tell you their whole journey up until where they are. So she'll be like, oh, they're worth so, 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 and so, but they started from here and they now have, she started as, so she, that whole picture. So for yeah. her as well, it helps her to see like the picture, the journey that she can actually take and the different journeys that she can actually take as well. But it's, for me, that's one that is also for me, getting people that have been there, done that, that are successful and then me, begin to read their stories because that also helped me to form a picture like in my mind mm-hmm. yeah of what like the process will be as well yes, and what like the process will be yeah. like everyone's process is different but it's just being able to relate to the fact that okay they went through their own failures and obstacles but they were able to overcome it and mm-hmm. yeah if they're open enough to talk about how they actually overcame those obstacles as well that also yeah. kind of helps okay great perfect thank you so now, back to the original question of, you know, an example of a time where visualization has worked for you. I think visualization has kind of worked for me throughout my life, to be honest. So I remember when really? I first came back to the UK on my own as a young student and I got into university. Obviously, it was probably, even though I'd gone to boarding school um, away from home and I spent like a first maybe two years in a university away from home and then I moved to the UK on my own. 
And then obviously it was a different experience. You were totally, totally on your own for the first time, living on your own. You have to pay your rent. So that means you have to go from from school to work. And you, like you kind of become responsible for yourself. And it can be kind of hard just because you have to you have to be very disciplined in how you kind of spend your time to make sure that you graduate. And for me, graduating yeah. it was not only graduation, it was about graduating well so that obviously you can go on and do whatever next you wanted to do required you to graduate well. Yeah. So being able to, so the first picture I had to have in my mind is the fact that you need to be able to graduate. You need to see yourself wearing that graduation gown, but you also need to see yourself graduating well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that was kind of like the first picture. So I used to get clippings of um, people in their graduation gown and then put it like in my in my journal at the time. Um, and this is actually very funny. My dream car was an Audi TT. Funny enough, I've not bought it. <laughs> um, oh, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> and someone was reminding me yesterday, can this um, your Audi TT? You have to buy it at some point next year. So I'd clip it. So for me, it has always kind of worked um, for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I've passed it throughout my life. I have to be able to see the picture first and then walk my way backwards. Yeah. So because I'm also very big on goal setting as well. And, you know, when you goal set as well, you put the end goal and then you kind of walk back in the process. It's the same. It's kind of like the same. It's the same thought process as well when you write your goal. Because when you write mm-hmm. your goal, it's a, it's futuristic. So you yeah. need to see yourself achieving it. Then you kind of walk backwards on how am I going to achieve it. Then you walk out a plan on how you're going to achieve it. So they always say yeah. you write your goals. Mm-hmm. Now. So it's the same thing that visualization. So it's. But that visualization for me just being able to see that picture. So for my even for my MBA, because with my MBA, um, for those of you that have listened to um when I was doing my MBA and I had so much going on for me at that particular point in time, I had to be able to see the fact that I actually finished my MBA because yeah. that was very, very key because I had so much going and to be honest, I at some point I told myself that you know what, if I even quit my MBA, I won't be losing much apart from money. Because I don't really think I need an MBA to even get to where I want to get to. Um, yeah. I was already a chartered accountant. I already had a master. So really, that, what is the problem? Do you understand? But yeah. it, I had to keep seeing the end picture and then the reason why as well. So for yeah. the reason why, I had to kind of like get it um, into my head that I wanted to build um, my own business. And for me to build my own business, I needed a network that I could tap into. So the picture yeah. that I had to have in my head was a successful business if that made sense so for and that kind of mm-hmm. kept me going yeah wow okay so thank you for that example so um now I know you visualize or do you like your vision board your achievement boards at the start of the year but are there other times that you know that you would update these boards or create like another board so would it just be like once a year or how many times a year would you what do you know I don't believe in those yearly things. Oh, really? Okay. No, no, no. So I have always, I think for like eight years or so, for the past eight years, I've lived my life as a rolling rolling calendar. Okay. So um, I read a book, which is 12 weeks a year as well recently. I think I read it again this year. So um, I, for me, it's easier for me to cut my goals. So what I found out with doing a yearly vision board is, you always have it in your head that you have 12 months to achieve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because of that, what people do is, or what I find people tend to do, because obviously I coach and I mentor and I work with a lot of people, 
is people can decide to play away the first nine months of their life. Mm. And then in the 10th month, the pressure achieve yeah. what do exactly. So for me, I do my, I go like, okay, within the next 12 weeks, this is what I want to achieve, right? It's yeah. realistic. So I am on full blast, right? Yeah. From day one. Because my time limit to achieve the goals are shorter. So even if I have a huge goal that ideally should take me one year, I've learned to break it down into chunks. So what's the process? Do you understand? Because let's yeah, face it, yeah. even for a very big goal, there are other little goals that you have to achieve along the line to get to that big goal. Oh, yeah, so everything for me, I break down into chunks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't really do a vision board at the beginning of the year. So you can catch me up this in my vision board maybe every week, every month just as it is required does that yeah. mean i was saying to somebody um last year and people kept on asking me no i got you the goals for this and i was like look all the goals that i if okay let's if i want to go by the way you guys like to do your vision board or set your goals everything that i said i wanted to achieve by the end of last year i had achieved it by august of last year yeah so that means i had to say does that but that's because i don't tend to play for six months that long and everything but what i would do in between is as i achieve a smaller goal i might take a week out and not do anything and just live my Mm -hmm. life and play my life away do you understand because i don't okay fine and then i pick it up from that because i find that for me that's more effective and that kind of what works for me okay so it's that you have like a time frame a lesser time frame like you mentioned 12 weeks or so yeah i have a lesser time frame for a lot of things so even if okay. I okay, even if a goal ideally should take me a year, I'd rather break it down into little chunks mm-hmm. so that I don't get overwhelmed by it and then okay, this is what I'm working towards. Okay. And I think it kind of works. It's like when you go to a weight loss coach and you say I want to lose 40 kg, they will actually tell you that you can't lose 40 kg. Do you understand? Can we break it down into so how much ideally can you lose in one week or two weeks or one month? Yeah. Because somebody that's trying to lose 40 kg seems like a lot. And obviously that person is going to get discouraged along the way. True. But yeah. if you say I want to lose three kg in one month or in two weeks, right? Yeah. It's easier to walk towards that mm-hmm. and then pick up the next three kg. Yes, yeah. And that's kind of the way that I kind of visualize and set my own goals really. Or mm-hmm. work on this whole visualization thing. That's not to mean that I don't have long-term goals. I do have long-term goals. And sometimes it's just broken down, just broken instead. down into smaller chunks, and then I visualize it as I go. But I also need to also keep the bigger picture as well in view. Yeah. Um, and one thing I know that sometimes as I go through, and then what the smaller views um help me to achieve is, if the bigger view needs to change because of um reality or because of some things, it's easier for me to 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 adjust that quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then wait until I get to the end, and I find out. Oh my god, that doesn't even actually work. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, it has to motivate you. Because you know the topic is visualizing your wins as a motivational tool. As a motivation. So, exactly. Yes. Okay. So, um, how do I know when or if it's time to let go of a goal or a vision? Um, I think with that, a lot of times, your guts would tell you, and I know some mm. people are frustrated, really, to be honest. 
And yeah. I also think mm-hmm. before you let go of a goal, give yourself time. So sometimes I get frustrated about things and things are not working the way I want it to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might just let ignore it. Wow. Right? Yeah. That gives me time. I say, okay, I need to take time out. We need to take time out. You're stressing over this thing. Um, whatever works for you to blow off your steam. Do you understand? For me, I find that for me, it's just ignoring that thing totally for like maybe some time and focusing on yeah. something else. And then mm-hmm. when I'm in a better mood or a better frame of mind, and I come back to it as a therapist, or what exactly is going on, then I analyze my process. And that's why I like setting, uh, visualizing shorter milestones because yeah. quickly, quickly, if I'm frustrated, I can go, okay, like maybe your process is not working. So mm-hmm. is there a problem with the process or is there a problem with the goal itself? Yeah. So sometimes yeah. it's not the goal that you need to change, it's your process that you need to change. That's good. That's really deep insight because, you know, in life, um things are not going to go according to plan and it's important for us to know if you know if this plan is for us or if it's not or if it's a case where you you know like you said you just need to rearrange your process or just change your process so like when i was doing my chartered exams i filled one paper along the way and that paper was just annoying me and i had done it with a particular um um a particular college at the time yeah. So once I filled it the first time and I was like, and I went back and I read the whole book from another, okay, I don't understand how I filled it. So maybe it was in the way I answered my questions, maybe it was in the way, and I'd gone to, I'd been going to a particular school throughout my professional exams training. So I said, okay, you know what, therefore, maybe you need a different teacher, maybe you need yeah. different insights. So I went to a different school to mm-hmm. just to do that one paper. Yeah. And then I, um, did what I never would do, so which is answer questions, get him to look through them for me, see where I was going wrong, and see if it was my thought process, and all of that. So I had to go back and look at the process, basically, yeah. as an example, what I you. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. though, so um, it's not about getting frustrated and say, okay, oh, because I failed one people, because I failed two people, because I failed one, I failed one people twice. Um, I'm going to give up and become a chartered accountant. Right, because the goal still remains. If I'm, if I want to be an accountant, I have to be chatted anyway, right? Yeah. Unless I'm giving up on, on my journey as an accountant. So that goal is not going to change. But maybe the process needs to change. Maybe the way you study needs to change. Maybe you need to get somebody to help you. Maybe you need to get a mentor. Maybe you need to get a study partner. So the process might. Yeah. So in terms of letting go, I think mm-hmm. you really have to like, and as I always say to people, that take time out, right? Yeah. Leave it for a while get through your frustration, get through your anger, get through the hurt, get through whatever it is that you're dealing with, right? And then come back to the government and say, okay, what is it, that, what have I done? What, and then get someone else to have a look with you. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. we always have sounding boards. Talk to somebody, let the person talk through, help you think through your process. Your friends sometimes, because sometimes your friends are just there, oh no, do you understand? What you need is yeah. somebody that can analytically criticize your process, criticize your thought process, help you walk through it. That's where a mentor comes in or somebody that you trust or somebody that you look up to or somebody that has walked that journey. And then you guys can kind of, you can now sound it off them and they can say, okay, fine. You know what? Maybe do this, do, instead of doing ABC, maybe do DEF. Maybe you need to change your process. And then yeah. they can quickly also quickly tell us, okay, you know what? Maybe your goal is unrealistic. Or maybe you're looking mm. at the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but 
the first thing always to do is before you even let go at all is give yourself time let your steam off then go back to the drawing board when you've done that if you're still not sure find somebody else that you can actually talk it through with and see if that person can give you insights into what you're doing wrong and then until you've done all of that and you've really done your analysis and if you're at the end of your analysis having spoken to people having analyzed it and you say that, okay this is not going to work then maybe that is when it is time to let go but then there's this there's also an emotional side to it which mm-hmm. is yeah if you worked on something for so long and it doesn't work or you don't achieve a goal because you've invested in it right there's an emotional yeah. side of it as well so you need to allow yourself to also grieve i always say that to people to mourn and then yeah. when you're ready to move on you would know when you're ready to move on but allow yourself to go through the process. And that also means the emotional side of it as well, because you're only human. Yes, no, that's true. Because your goals are like your babies or, I mean, whatever is very precious to you. So if it doesn't work or something happens to it, it is going to hit you. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've probably invested time, invested money, um, invested your heart and all of that. Yes, no, so true. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, your daughter is in the habit of visualizing as well. So um, would you mind shedding some light on that on that, and, you know, how she perhaps got into the habit of visualizing? Did you have to, you know, push her into it or she just naturally went into it? And yeah, just I, the walk her through it um, okay. just because she um, so when she so I think a good example, when she started playing the piano for her, mm-hmm. she had to learn to music. And I remember yeah. reading music easy to her. So what I yeah. used to get her to do is to think about her wins. So I would say things like, oh, remember when you were trying to learn ballet? And then you said this particular move was very hard and how you eventually got it through practice. Yeah. And then she would say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, so what, what, what so practice is perfect. So that was now um, and yeah. Rain is since age three so I take her back to oh remember when you couldn't when you couldn't read right and then we had to go and you had to learn your jolly phonics and now you can read so it's helping them to realize that every step of the way when they've achieved something it is something that they've achieved like yeah. we yeah. tend to like like a child to ride their bike it's a it's, it's a win do you understand a child yeah. learns to read it's a win but all those things because we think they're normal we don't kind of celebrate it with a child yeah. But the truth is there are so many children out there that are struggling to learn how to read, where when they eventually learn how to read, it is celebrated because that child struggled to read. So even the yeah. things that we find that they're easy for us to learn, even though we do we did go through the learning process, they should be celebrated as victories. Yeah. Because we had to go through the learning process. We had to go through the practice process. And that was how I kind of got her into it. Yeah. And I and she kind of uses it. Okay, that's great. Um, does she have her own like version of visualization that she practices, or she pretty much just does the twelve week um visualization that I, we do? Uh, I'm sure she she kind of practices. But if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's only ten, so I know she has deadlines. Like if she's um if she's uh on an next piano exam, yeah. She's taking the exams, so she sets her deadlines um um that way, um, and then a lot of stuff that she. Yeah. 
Do they know around and to the woman today? This is just like uh, I can't be bothered. I mean, she's a child anyway. So, but I think for those that obviously she's going to get graded on all the things that there is a deadline around it. She's set it by the deadline. Yeah, and then mm. for other, I just allow her to take it at her own own pace, really. Okay. Okay. Thanks for staying to the end and we hope this episode of the Triple F Lady Podcast was a blessing to you. Much love from Mercy and Dolapo.